break, break, break. Time to dance, dance, break, break. While we wait for answers. What is ringworm? And how do you get rid of it? Is it actually a worm? Plus, bonus! You asked, when did Boy's Life start and how many people work on the magazine? So, we're going to talk about that first. I'm Gina. I'm Aaron. And this is Pod Ask. Okay, Aaron, um, I'm kind of surprising you with this first question because I don't think you had any idea. I don't. I don't know what you're about to say. But little known fact for our listeners, mm-hmm. you are you actually work on Boy's Life. I do, yes. And have for, I mean... Not quite centuries, but yeah, about uh, 16, 17 years, yeah. So let's play our caller's question. All right. Hello, my name is Jonah. I'm 10 years old, and I'm from Mason, Ohio, and I have a question. When did Boys Life start, and how many people worked there? Okay, Aaron, he wants to know when did Boys Life start, Mm -hmm. and how many people work there? Mm -hmm. Do you... No. It's a wonderful question. I think I know. Yes. Are you going to fact check me here? I am. So Boy's Life magazine has been around for more than 100 years. It is almost as old as the Boy Scouts of America itself, but not quite. So correct me if I'm wrong, Gina. The Boy Scouts of America was founded in 1910? Well. Or 11. Do we think that? that Wikipedia is the ultimate source of truth? Yes. The first issue of a regular edition of Boy's Hold Life. Hold on, hold on. Yes, I know. That that was 1911. Yeah. Right, exactly. That was about a year after the Boy Scouts of America was founded. Volume 1, Issue 1 of Boy's Life came about a year after the Boy Scouts of America was founded. It was not, back then, the official magazine of the Boy Scouts of America. It was just published by a group of people who were big fans of scouting and just love scouting. And it wasn't until maybe a year or two later that it became part of the BSA. You're pretty close, oh. but um, you're actually wrong by one nope. day because it by says 5,000 copies were printed of the first issue of Barton's Boy's Life, which I think was the man who started it, okay. a- as you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was published on January 1st. Of 2012? I mean, I mean, 1911. Okay, 1911. Gotcha. Right. right? Yes. Does that make yeah, sense? Th- no, that sounds right. Yeah. The more right. widely accepted first edition is the version published on March 1st. 1911. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. So either way, it, we're debating over like, I'm not a math expert, but 108 or something 109 like that. years. Something like that. Yeah, One exactly. Exactly. But it wasn't part of the Boy Scouts of America at that time. It wasn't part of the Boy Scouts of America until a little bit later. Uh, but it's been around for, so yeah, more than 100 years, almost 110 years. Oh, in 1912, the Boy Scouts of America purchased the magazine and go. made it an official BSA magazine. So you're just yes. off by one right, year. Right. What so, year do you think it is right now? What year is it right this minute? Yeah. It is 2019. Okay. My prediction. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I was thinking maybe you were going to be back one year on everything and you thought it was 2018. Right. <laughs> My whole life I've been off by one year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good. Exactly. So wow, that is old. So Depending on what your perspective is, the first issue could be 1911 if you're just looking at the first time Boy's Life was on a magazine. Right, right. Or if you're looking at when it was the first official magazine of the Boy Scouts of America, 1912. Yes. Now, do you know, Gina, that we have here in our Boy Scouts of America building here in Irving, Texas, we have some copies of the original first, very, very first issue. Do you think we have any copies of the second issue? Well. We don't. What? I don't know. For some reason, the second ever issue of Boy's Life magazine is missing. So if anybody out here has it, if you have the second ever issue of Boy's Life, let us know because there are some folks who would just love to have that copy 
a Boys Life magazine. It's just extremely rare. We've never been able to find it after all these years. Isn't that yeah, interesting? Yeah, listeners, let us know. So the second part of our, our listeners' question was how many people work at Boys Life? And let me just guess, based on this Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. there are three people who work at Boys <laughs> there's Life. There's a few more people than that, but there's not nearly as many people as you would think. That's kind of a trick question, Gina, because the number of people that work for Boys Life and the number of people that work on Boys Life magazine is different. We have a lot of people who work on Boys Life magazine who don't officially work full-time for the Boy Scouts of America. We call them freelancers. We have used a lot of writers, a lot of artists, a lot of designers who do work for Boys Life magazine but don't actually work on our staff full-time. Okay, so so as you're saying that, I think that this is wild, the contributors listed on Wikipedia. Yes, uh uh-huh. Um, you probably know more than I'm in a list, but famous people have contributed. Yes, like life. a yes. few that I. I mean, we all know Norman Rockwell. Yep, yep. There are a lot of writers who've contributed over the years. And yeah. I don't know the specifics of their contracts if they were freelancers or what was the deal. So Free- I'm not going to call them all freelancers. I'm pretty sure they most were, but that's good. Yeah. Okay, so writers, um, a few that stick out: Ray Bradbury. Yeah. I bet a lot of our listeners are reading Ray He's Bradbury creepy. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bobby Fisher. He yeah. wrote an article about chess. Mm-hmm. He's like, what a else would he write about? Yeah, he, well, yeah, I know. It's just right. Wild. Yep. Can I have one? Can I say one real quick? Yeah. Isaac Asimov. Yes. Yep. I don't know who that is. He's a science, famous, famous science fiction writer. You're too young to know who he is. From the like 60s and 70s, I want to say maybe. Super okay. famous, like uh, 2001 Space Odyssey type famous. Okay. There's also a lot of artists who have contributed and science. Uh, sorry, artists and photographers. So Ansel Adams. Yep. Famous. He's a very famous photographer. Yep. Salvador Dali. <laughs> News to me. I don't know. I don't know. What wonder, did he draw? You know, for kids always clock. don't trust. You can't always trust Wikipedia. I think he probably did. He might be dead. Yeah, I'll I don't know. check that. Yep, yep. And then, of course, we mentioned Norman Rockwell. Right, right. Did um, you mention Aaron Durr? I actually saw a man named Aaron Durr listed as yeah. one of the three people who He's works one of the most life. renowned writers they've ever had there. Wow. Who else? Anybody else? Uh, I'm sure... Like, I'm sure there's a lot. But yeah, that's there are a lot, but I can't think of the top of my head. So it's yes. like actually a pretty prestigious thing to get to be in boys' life. Yes, yes. Uh, fiction writers, um, like, yeah, f- especially writers of fiction, you know, short stories that boys' life has run for many, 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 many decades. To get a short story published in boys' life is a big deal. I'm looking up Salvador Dali boys' life, so don't even worry. All right. We're on it. Um, unclear. What he would have possibly done. So this, the number of people that work for Boys Life right now, we have, I'm going to just do it off the top of my head here, one, two, three, four editors, one, two, three designers, and then we have one, two uh, web people. What do we call our web people? Gina and Brian. We're called digital editors. Digital editors. Um, and then that doesn't include the like production, customer service, people who handle subscriptions, things like that. Um, we have one director photographer and one photo editor who handles the pictures. We have people who get our magazine to press, two of those people. So how many total am I up to right now? About 10 or 12 maybe? I 12 to 15 total staffers. That probably doesn't include customer probably service. Probably 20. up to 20. Yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. Yep. But that doesn't include the people who aren't in our building right now who contribute to Boys Life that we couldn't publish without them. Right. So, in some ways, the whole office has something to do with Yep. It, exactly. And you know, right. A few people. So the number of people that work for Boys Life, 15 to 20. The number of people that work on a particular issue of Boys Life magazine, I'm going to say 20 to 30. Let's take a little fact check moment. So mm-hmm. the only evidence I can get of Salvador Dali's contribution to the magazine is a picture of him with a with like a football helmet on. I believe maybe he was like mentioned in it. Okay. I don't know he was he... in the magazine one time maybe. Uh, or maybe he talked about painting. Okay. 
in it. That's news to me. I'm not because there's with an Salvador. issue from September 1965, and it definitely features Salvador Dali. But I'm not sure. Let's see. The great Spanish painter shows how to create a work of art on an ordinary page of newspaper. Wow. Okay. So maybe cool. He's in it. That's pretty cool. Because we do. Boys Life publishes like tips on how to do things. So maybe he liked it. And how he to, knows. How to draw. Yeah. Or he knew. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. So if you're contributing to Boys Life right now, you might be the next. We might Salvador be talking Dali. about you in Pod Ask 2040. 40 or like 2200. <laughs> okay. Well, so I think we answered that. Yeah, we did. Yep. So let's move on to another very, very important question. Um, I'll play it. How do you get rid of ringworm without embarrassment of walking around with it? Okay, he asked, how do you get rid of ringworm without the embarrassment of walking mm-hmm. around with it? Mm-hmm. So I just have like a gut reaction to this question. Okay. One, I want to say... Don't feel embarrassed walking yeah. around with it. Agreed. I am willing to say I had ringworm and I was in like high school. It wasn't even like, oh, I was a kid and I was messing around. Yeah. I was in high school. I had ringworm. Lots and of kids, young and old, get ringworm. Yes. And it's actually, it sounds scarier than it is, but right. anybody who has like athlete's foot from the gym, they've got ringworm. Maybe they need to change that name because it does sound, it sounds scary. It sounds creepy. But it's really not a big deal. But also want to say totally relate to you because I felt like very ashamed of having it yeah but as soon as i and i i also felt like there's no way to get rid of this it's not going away and it went away where did I, you have it where on your body was I, it? it's actually started on my upper arm okay. like kind of like when i flexed my muscle it'd mm-hmm. be like on the outside of my arm right and then um it spread honestly because did i didn't know what it was right. i thought it was a spider bite i did parents all the wrong things or something. Yep. yeah right. my parents didn't i was older i think i was like okay. 15 gotcha. so nobody gotcha. was right my son had it on his chest, and my wife noticed right away, and we were able to treat it, and it went away pretty quickly. See, there you go. So, yeah. I right. tried a bunch of things. They didn't work. It spread, and, like, it totally stinks. I'm not trying to tell you it doesn't stink right. because I can see why you wouldn't like having it, right. but just trust that it will go away. Yeah, it's all, it, it stinks, and, it, and it's something that you have to address, but it's really... Once you address it, it's not that big a deal. Totally. And we're totally saying stinks like right. not cool. It it's not fun. It doesn't, it doesn't actually it doesn't smell. It doesn't smell bad. It doesn't right. smell. It just kind of stinks. But here's the other thing. It's not a worm. Right. Uh, you know who knows a lot more about this? Who's that? Your friend. Mm-hmm. That's right. My friend. Uh-huh. Our friend. We call her Nurse Terry. Nurse Terry, yep. Because she is a nurse and that's what she goes yes, by. Yes, that's correct. Nurse Terry. <laughs> and she knows ringworm. Do you have her phone number? I actually do, yeah. Let's, let's give her a call. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, Terry. Hi. How's it going? It's good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. So I'm here with my friend Gina. Hi, Nurse Terry. Hello. And I told Gina that you are our expert on ringworm. Yeah, I don't know who could be better to talk to us about this than a nurse who probably sees it. Literally no one. Exactly. (laughs) So we had um, a caller. He called in and he wondered, how do you get rid of ringworm? And me and Aaron have talked a little bit. We're both curious, too, because we both had our personal experiences with ringworm, to be honest. Yes, yes. Um, (laughs) So the first question really is, what is ringworm? Is Is it actually a worm under your skin? No, it is not a worm. It's actually a fungal infection of the skin. Interesting. Okay, so it's a fungus. So why is it called ringworm? Well, the reason it's called ringworm is it starts out as kind of a red circle and it grows outward into a bigger circle. And so it got the nickname of ringworm because it it looks like a circle or an oval 
and it's like a ring and people just called it a worm. I'm not sure why. Okay. So this is important. <laughs> this is important for the caller. You do not actually have a worm in your skin. Yeah. This is important to know. Thank you for clearing that up, Terry. But and I, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to downplay it, but it is alive because it is a fungus. It is a living organism, right? It is. Ooh. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. So let's cut to the chase. How, if you find out you've got ringworm or you're suspicious you have ringworm, what do you do? Well, if you think you have ringworm, the best thing to do is to be seen by your health care provider. Uh, the main reason is because ringworm can also look like other skin disorders. And so you want to make sure you got the right diagnosis so you can start with the proper treatment. Okay, so the first thing is call your doctor. Yep, 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 exactly, yes. Any other advice for, like, maybe if you can't get in for a couple days, any tips on management or what to do in the meantime? If you really think it's ringworm, um, the typical treatment for that would be an antifungal ointment or a cream. Um, And depending on which one you get, which you can get over the counter, um, you put it on once or twice a day. And for fungal infections, it can actually take anywhere from one to three or four weeks to adequately treat it with an ointment. So if it doesn't go away, like right away, that's not necessarily unusual. Exactly. Okay. Okay. The other, yeah, the other thing to think about is if you have ringworm on your skin, you could have it somewhere else on your body. And that may be why you got it on your skin. So you want to look for other places on your body, like your scalp or your feet to see if you have a, fungal infection there. Interesting. So can it spread? Oh, definitely. Um, It can spread on your own body and you can actually spread it to other people if there's a skin on skin contact. And also, interestingly enough, you can get it from cats and dogs. So Mm. if you get ringworm, got to make sure your pets don't have it. And if they do, they should be treated. So all of our listeners are thinking, man, if I get ringworm, does that mean I can stay home from school because it's contagious? <laughs> no, unfortunately, you can still go to school. <laughs> Dang it. What about work? Can you, can you skip work if you're an adult and you have it? <laughs> I don't think so. But, you know, if you do have ringworm or an active case of ringworm and you are going to be engaged in some kind of sport like wrestling where there's skin-on-skin contact, you may have to sit that one out until the infection is clear. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, because right. I've heard, and correct me if I'm wrong or sorry, that it's not great to, like, put a Band-Aid over it or something because it can make it, like, moist and it spreads more. You're exactly right. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the ways you can prevent from getting a ringworm is, you know, after you exercise, make sure you shower and then put on dry Mm -hmm. clothes for sure. So you want to be clean and dry. Yeah. We all needed to hear that today. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, this has been so helpful. Very enlightening, very enlightening. It's so my one more question to you before we let you go. Is it like, how serious is ringworm? Like, if you have ringworm, are you really, really... How many months do you have to live? Yes, exactly. Yes, is it... A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, ringworm itself isn't very serious. It's actually really common. Like, 10 to 20% of people will have it at some point in their lifetime. But if you have ringworm that's persistent, even after treating it and uh, taking all the necessary precautions... Sometimes it can point to an underlying immune disorder or possibly undiagnosed diabetes. So just something to think about. All right. Interesting. Good to know. 
Good or to you know. know. It sounds like Nurse Terry. We found the right person to call, she was I the think. Right person. Thank you so much, <laughs> Nurse Terry. Well, thank you for having Thanks me. Thanks for your time, Terry. We appreciate it. You bet. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye. 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 Okay, wow. That was very interesting. Uh huh. I'm so she glad did, you know her. She did not let us down. No, she did not. She knew her stuff. Yep. She really did. And yep. honestly, it was a very simple, simple answer. She confirmed kind of what we thought is that it's not really like a serious medical issue. Yes. There's no reason to be embarrassed about it. I know it kind of stings. It's easily treatable and it will go away. Yes. Yep. Um, something that I don't know that we covered was that I'm pretty sure you can use a black light to figure out if your infection is still, or I, is, yeah, I guess the fungal infection, if your infection is still active. Okay. Like it kind of glows. Like there's some little dots that'll glow. Okay. And I think once it's going away, they stop glowing. And so now how do you, you use a black it, light? What is that? It's like that purpley kind of light bulb. Okay. So you go maybe in the bathroom where it's dark and shine dark it room. over where okay. your... So it's like a flashlight or something. It's small and you shine it on your skin. Exactly. And in a dark room, it will reveal anything that's left over or something. Yes. And, you know, it, for a lot of parts of your body, it's really clear if you have it because okay. it's bumped up. But right. if you got it in like your scalp or something, which does happen, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier if you're shining the light. Gotcha. gotcha. And if you get it in your scalp, like something I didn't know is I had like cream that I put on when it was like on my arm. Right. And it just kind of spread around that. But I got it kind of towards my scalp. Okay. So I went to the doctor and he gave me like a medicine I could actually take uh-huh. because at that point he was like... We don't know where all this is, so let's right. just... And so that was probably an antifungal. Probably, yeah, and I'm sure take. that's not... I know that's not the first line of defense, because a lot of times you can just take care of it on your own, yeah, but right, it's worth right. saying, to, like talking to your parents and letting Absolutely. them know if it you're is. worried. You might be a little freaked out about it. You might be embarrassed about it. It's no big deal. Talk to your parent. Talk to your doctor. Yes. They will take care of it. You're going to be fine. Yes. We're not doctors. We are just telling you right. it's okay it's not, if you find out exactly, you got ringworm. Exactly. It is going to go away. Right. And I think we learned that it gets its name because it's it's like a ring. Yeah. It makes a circle. So look for that. If you see that on your body anywhere, don't freak out. And it also doesn't look that gross. Like right. if you have it and you're really self-conscious about it, it doesn't really look that gross. Right. It kind of looks just like a million other things. Yeah. Yeah. Could be could be a scratch. Could be anything. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So don't worry. I guess that's it for Podass. Cool. <laughs> If you have any questions for Podask, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, make sure you have your parents' permission. Our number is 214-659-1251. If you like it, please subscribe. 